Hello, Fight Insight fans, viewers, and listeners. I'm your host, as always, Timmy B. And I had to come back to re-record an intro for this podcast because of something that was terrible um, that came out just before we started filming and while we were filming online that really shocked and saddened me. Good friend of mine, good friend of the podcast, Trap Daddy Gambino, he announced that his youngest daughter had passed away. And I am so sorry, Trap, for your loss. You and your family are in my thoughts and prayers. I ask all of you out there to please do the same. Respect his privacy, but please do keep him and his family in your thoughts and prayers as well. Um, It is a terrible, terrible and sad news. And it's a reminder to tell those that you are close to that they are loved every day. I I don't know how to address it, but I I wanted to. The show that we have today is a good one. It's with seven-time guest of the podcast, Brian Bam Bam Barbarina. It's fight week for him. He's in Fighter Hotel, UFC Thompson versus Holland. He's the co-main event. Um, We talk about Kayla Harrison. We talk about Glover Teixeira. We talk about him making people shave funny beards, uh, jumping into the arms of the commentators. And with me as co-host, second week in a row, is Brady Bunch. You guys love Brady Bunch. You've been sending me lots of notes and love. And so I was so happy that I had Brady Bunch back on the podcast as well. Guys, please do enjoy the show. But like I said, tell those you are close to that you love them. It is so important to do that every day. Uh, Here we go with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Fighting Sight Podcast. Let's talk. I'm going to need a Bam Bam hoodie because check this, Brady Bunch. I got all my Bam Bam attire on. <laughs> I've, got, awesome. I've got my thing. I've got this shirt. Bam, my wife does nice. not really like me wearing this one to bed because it's just your face staring at her the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can see that one with this one. But I need a Bam Bam hoodie, Bam. All right. I'll yeah, work yeah. on it and see what we got. <laughs> see what we can do. It's hot it's with hot. all this Bam Bam clothing on. Uh, <laughs> Bam, when did you find out you were going to be co-main, and are you are you even sure you're co-main still? Uh, actually, where's that? Let me see this. I have it right here. Actually, that's a good question. I didn't even look at the sheet. Yeah. Uh, I am co-main. You are co-main? Look at that. The light just shined on me as I said it. Nice. <laughs> uh, I am co-main. I found out... Honestly, I found... I kept... People kept saying it, but, uh... Like I never, you know, believe it at all because, well, like it doesn't take in my contract when I signed for this fight. So, um, you know, and things get moved around all the time and I never believe it until like actual fight week. And I get here and I see it on the paper because like I said, things get moved around all the time and you know, uh, you never know. So people kept saying it. And then all of a sudden, like I asked a source of mine that I have, uh, who does like announcements and stuff. And I was like, Hey, I asked him, I think like two weeks ago, and I was just like, Hey, am I the co-main event? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, is it confirmed? And he's like, yeah, they confirmed it like three weeks ago. I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay, well I had no idea. So at least I know now. So like really I knew, knew like officially two weeks ago. Nice, nice man. Congrats on that. Cause this is a Thank massive you. card, right? Yes, it like, is. I, I feel like this card from top to bottom is a great card with like fan favorites all over the place. Yeah. And, and you have been getting lots of fan love online, Brady Bunch. Check out this art that Bam shared. I love it. Heck Someone yeah. made that for you. 
Yeah, yeah. I love it's it. A, it, still, it still surprises me that people make art of me and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Even say you know, nice things or whatever, reach out and send me stuff. Like, it just blows me away that people are taking their quality time, you know, their special time in the day just to make something of myself. And it just really blows me away. I can't, you know, it's just hard to believe that people want to do that for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. No, man, you're, you're such a good guy. Of course people want you. And this, and I do have to mention, this was from Pipe Angel Heart. Pink, Pipe Angel Art. So, and I reached out to them, Bam, and I said, hey, can I use this for the podcast cover art for this pod? And they said yes. Your uh, message to them or your like, comment to them. So, Yeah, I thought that was so cool, man. This is like awesome art. I, yeah. wonder, I wonder if that would make a good hoodie. You said you wanted a hoodie, right? Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Let them know you're plastering that on hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a nice uh, snuggie so that my wife can see that at nighttime as well. Just <laughs> a giant cartoon bam. Yeah. Bam. Last time you were on the, I think it was last time you were on the podcast, Brady Bunch, we asked Bam if he preferred boobs or butts because that's what we were talking about. But Bam, this time I'm going to, this it ties into this, and then I gotta ask you something. But here's something that's been going quite annoying on my uh, Instagram feed: is the Bisbing catch <laughs> with okay. Demopolis. Do you know about this? Do you know about it? No. Do you know how that girl keeps jumping into the arms of the commentator when she wins? Girl, I didn't realize it was the same girl. I wasn't paying. I was, like, I was looking at like, like all the circles like around the hand placement. I was like, okay, uh, where, where are we going? Where's he going with the next question? <laughs> so this girl, uh, Vanessa Demopoulos, Brady Bunch, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. yes. So the first time she wins BAM and she is, she was a former dancer, like a pole dancer. Okay. She jumps into the arms of Rogan, like into his arms like that to celebrate. Then in the second win, she jumps into Bisbing's arm, but Bisbing like kind of doesn't catch her, you know? And it's kind of like, I didn't know if he's like, whoa, I'm not doing this, you know? Yeah. And people got mad at me when I said that. They're like, how dare you? But then this third time she jumps into Bisbing and he like just cradles her in. Like, (laughs) like, I'm going to show it again, bam. Look at, look at the analysis I do here. First time, second time. Okay. Yeah. Right. Cupping. He's cupping the. He's more ready. More ready. I don't know. (sighs) I feel he was ready both times, but this time he really wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bam, I want you, when you knock out Dos Anjos, I want you to jump into the arms of the commentator. Yeah. And see what happens. Oh, they're dropping me. I don't think they're even coming to catch me. Like, no. They'll be like, what in the world is this guy doing? Uh, yeah, that's just kind of crazy to me, man. Like just jumping into the arms, bam! I know you and I are old souls. What do you think about that? The girl jumping in. I don't know. I think it's a little much on it. <laughs> you know, like jump into your corner's arms or something. You know, jump into that. He's there to you know just talk. He's got the microphone. Whatever, do your little. Yeah, I know you're excited. Yeah. It's a little bit strange. It's a, and now it feels a little bit forced. Like the first time was kind of like, oh, it's a spur of the moment thing. Yeah. But now you're doing it every time. It's like a lot, almost like, well, I mean, yeah, if I jumped in her arms, you're not going to catch me. 
<laughs> I think you should do it to prove that there's nothing wrong with it. Ben. Yeah. I think you should jump into Bisping's arms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the co-main event, are, is there any added uh, pressure, stress? Not nothing. at all. No, nothing. I, I'm just here to have a good time. Nice. No matter. And, oh, I, actually, you know what? There is a little bit. I have to wait longer in the day now to eat pizza. Like, uh, instead of like having pizza earlier in the day, now I got to wait till like, I mean, midnight. I got to worry about pizza places being closed and yeah. not available. So it throws off my pizza time. And so mm. I got to figure that out. Now I'm going to have maybe, maybe have some cold pizza, have it waiting already at the hotel because the pizza places are closed. So. Gosh, a serious, serious matter here. So yeah. we're, Big, we're figuring it out. It, it, this is tied to the weigh-in? The, no. The, so are you still eating pizza at this moment? Absolutely not, no. All right. I, I was I like, wish, wow. I, I was wish. Like, you made weight that well? I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so I don't touch pizza even after weigh-ins. I, I save it for completely after the fight. So I don't even eat it all camp. Or whatever, even like I do a cheat meal, a weekly cheat meal uh, through camp and stuff, but it's never pizza. Pizza always waits for after the fight. Uh, can I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, what is your go to cheat meal? Is it the same thing like every time or? Every time, same thing. Yeah. It has to be. Uh, I just, I've gone off track a couple times and tried something else because like I was craving it and it just always disappoints. So I have, there's this Mexican restaurant that's near my house. And um, it's like cheesy rice and chicken and steak and chorizo, and you get like tortillas on the side and chips and chips and salsa, and it is fantastic. And it just hits every time. It's like <laughs> every single time, it's always good. So yeah, good. never never steer away from that. And then we moved, so now I gotta find. I've been finding a this other Mexican place that I found because it's pretty much the same meal. <laughs> and uh, tried, a, tried a couple of different places and didn't work out. It wasn't as good, but I did find this one place that matches it. So, all right, good. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And uh, Bam, this is the first card that you're on with Bam Bam. Yeah. yeah. It's a dual Bam Bam card. You got Bam Bam Tuivasa. Was that? It? You believe it? It's the greatest moment of our lives. Yeah. This is fantastic. I, I mean, the world, is, the fight world is blessed right now. I mean, <laughs> Bam Bam action, when does that happen? They're in for a dang treat. I yeah. mean, we fight pretty much the same. So go out there and just Bam Bam people up. I mean, that's what we do. I'm a fan. I like the guy. I like the guy. I mean, I'm not going to. People keep asking me and asking me if I'm going to do a shoey with him. And I'm just not for it. <laughs> like okay there's an exception an exception he if it's a has to be a brand new shoe no one's wore it yeah, or yeah. or my wife's shoe because i do my wife's shoe my wife's shoe or a brand new shoe and i don't want him to sp- i don't want some random person spitting it in mine who's who's supposed to spit in it a everybody. random person or you no everybody me oh. him Whoever is around, they always, I, or whoever gives you the shoe probably is the first person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, uh, 
Look, man. After- person, that just gets me even worse. Like, I would not drink out of my own shoe. I my feet sweat, and I know, and like, no, I would not drink out of my shoe, my even my own shoe. And I don't definitely don't trust some random person's shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brand new well, shoe or my shoe. That's it. I think you get a shoe prepped, and backstage you got to do one with Bam Bam. When both of you guys are victorious, you do it together. Yeah. That's going to go viral. Make sure you get a good angle, good lighting. Right. Nice. <laughs> nice yeah, you know I'm all about that. I'm all about the angles and the lights and yeah, yeah. Figure know. it out. Yeah. No, the, that's gonna be amazing. Sure. But I remember, I remember on your podcast, like uh back when Bam Bam was unknown. Yeah. And you guys were looking at the card that time, and you're like, "Wait, this guy's got the same name as me. Who is this guy?" And you're like, "Yeah, who is?" And then you know, unbeknownst, now years later, yeah, here you guys are. Like, I think he's right under you, right? And two Bam Bams on the same card are one of the best cards of the year. So. Awesome. I incredible. Know. I'm so happy for that, man. Uh, I think that's going to be amazing. Uh, I wanted to just get to a few topics because I don't want to. You're going to talk about the same thing with everybody, right? Like, all these interviews are going to be the same. Oh, they're not. I'm talk about some different things with you, Luce. Yeah. <laughs> Bam <laughs> Glover to Shara. I want to get your thoughts on this, my friend. Glover Teixeira, did you see how he was a little bit upset and he got removed off the title fight? Did you see this? No, I mean, I saw that he wasn't fighting anymore. I didn't realize that he was removed from it. I saw that Yuri uh, got hurt. Yeah. So poor Jerry is hurt. He's apparently really bad shoulder surgery or shoulder injury. So he yeah. had to, he vacates the belt. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super respectful of him. Yeah, super Contact. cool. Yeah. 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 Doesn't want to hold up the division, all the things that like a, a true champion should say. So he says all that. Vacates the belt. He's supposed to fight Glover, of course. Then Glover, uh, they say, okay, Glover, you can fight Yawn for the belt. Glover says, okay, well, give me like an extra few weeks. Yeah. Because I got to prep for like a different guy now. Yeah. And then they said no. Oh, and that's the story that he puts out there. Yeah. Okay. And so then, so then UFC is like, well, we need a championship fight for our pay-per-view. So I guess it's going to be Jan versus someone, whoever it is. Yeah. That's, <sighs> I mean, it's a shitty deal. Yeah. But, right. I mean, I get like giving another time, but I think they're trying to save that pay-per-view too. And they want to have a title fight. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I understand that part. It just sucks that, you know, it's understandable for him to want the extra time, you know, to prepare for a completely different kind of matchup and everything. So, uh, damn. Yeah. That's shitty. It's a tough, it's a tough one. Yeah. But he gets the next, you got to assume he's going to be next in line, right? This fight happens and he's automatically in the spot. So, I mean, if that's how it is for sure, then it's not really, okay, well that's not that bad. Then you'll have a full fight camp prepare for this person, whoever wins. And, uh, you know, that's not a, doesn't turn out to be a crappy deal, I guess. Yeah, as long as he doesn't get injured in this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. like he's already been preparing. He's almost already there, you know. Yeah, I think I think it's like I mean, from the news that was online, it was always they thought John Jones was going to return against Stipe for this card. That was like they kept hoping that that was going to happen. At least the the fans kept hoping that. Yeah. So you're right. They get stuck. They're like, okay, shoot, we've got nobody left for this card. We've got no championship. We've got to put something on. 
But when it's not Jiri, when it's not Glover, it's like, okay, is this even going to be a great pay-per-view now anyways? Yeah. Like, what's the value of that fight, of that title, if it's against competitors that you're like, okay, but these weren't even the one and two guys. Yeah. That one guy has been taking out a lot of people. Uh, <sighs> Who's he fighting? Not Jan, the other guy. Yeah. The Russian guy. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so that's that. But okay, but you agree, right? That, hey, yeah, Jan, uh, Glover should have been able to get a little bit of time, but then also agree that UFC needs a needs a title fight for the card. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I see both sides. It's yeah. So it's like for Glover, it's just like, do you just take the risk or, you know, not nah, basically? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That was a tough one. And uh, bam. USA won today for World Cup. They won one nothing. One nothing. I think it was one nothing. And who did they play? Uh, Iran. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they won. So, Bam, I guess that answers my question. Are you watching the World Cup? <laughs> I have not been. I've been uh, laser focused. Yeah, I've been deep in the camp. Um, my son tells me about it. Yeah, my wife said, uh, son talks about it. He, my oldest, he's our he's our sports guy. He uh, follows every sport and uh, like knows all the names and the team who's playing and everything. Um, all of the rest of us just really focus on like fighting and watch fights, which he does too. He can tell you everything about fighting too, but uh, he watches all the sports and. Yeah, I just I've been focused on camp, and then when I'm not at camp, and just really spending time with the family and and being on the farm and stuff. So it's just, yeah, not really like my corners were watching the game on the plane. Uh, I don't even know which game it was. But they were watching one of the games on the plane on the way here. So, uh, yeah, I haven't been watching. No, okay, all right. Uh, tying into the last podcast that you're on with me, you were representing Korea, South Korea, on your shorts. Can you tell us who you're representing this time? Yeah, this time I'll be uh, representing Colombia. Nice. So yeah. ye- are you going with the yellow shorts then? Does that I mean yellow? Nice. Yeah. Cool. And surprisingly, I got to actually choose, like, well, I mean, you only get certain colors for whatever you represent. I mean, we've had this conversation before. It was kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, so normally you give, like, two options. So if it'd be, like, yellow, black, or white. And uh, I just gave my one option. <laughs> yellow uh you know and see what they get back to me because i mean he has a choice too you know of i think if he you know brazil or whatever it's yellow black or white too so um but it just so happens i guess i'm in the red corner so i got priority so did not even know that when i said my shorts or anything i just <laughs> hoped that they wouldn't be like well you know he's wearing the yellow so because i've had that happen to me before too where someone takes your color. Wait, red corner means you're second to enter. Yes. Yeah. Which doesn't that mean that you're the favorite? No. So, okay. I so thought I that's it, what that means. I've heard it both ways before. I've heard like, if you're the favorite, you walk out second. I do know that like, if you're ranked higher, well, I think if you ranked higher, you walk out second. Yeah. Um, but I think because he's coming, he is ranked at lightweight. Uh, but I think because he's coming up a weight class and he's coming off a loss, 
and I'm on a three-fight streak right now. It vetoes his number at lightweight. Yeah, of course it does. He's coming to your house. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that's okay. That's cool, man. What's that? I said, I don't need no number. No. Okay. That said, when you're victorious here, you will be on a four fight win streak. Legend after legend after legend after legend. What's your call out here at the end of this one? I don't really have one. Uh, you know, let's just, uh, I'm going to enjoy Christmas with my family, enjoy the, you know, our time together and really focus on that. And I don't know, we'll come together and see what happens, but no, no, no. Okay. Bam. No, I'm inter- I'm interrupting this. You have to no. last time you were too nice. Remember that fight when you, the crowd was booing you and you're like, I love everybody. And then there were the memes of you, like the Simpsons character. <laughs> you're too nice. Yeah. I, you, I mean, this is a statement. Four wins in a row, legend after legend after legend. I say you just stay in the cage. You don't even leave. And you say, I'm going to watch the Holland versus uh, Thompson fight. And the, I'll fight the winner right after that. And you just don't even leave the cage. And you make them drag you out that you're so fired oh, up. No, leave me. No. <sighs> because I, I like that fight. I like. Do you like Thompson and, and Holland? I do. I do. Yeah, I like I like that matchup. Uh, I mean, there's obviously guys that I'm interested in fighting. Um some of them have numbers, some of them don't. And honestly, it doesn't really matter. It matters on how they fight and their their style that excites me. Um, so I would like to test myself against them. And, and, you know, I think it'd be a great fight. So there's definitely names, uh, but I'm open to fight anybody and everybody. Um, you know, I know the UFC media, people, friends, everything, you know, family, they want me to, you know, uh, turn into this guy and, and talk it up and, you know, be this and be loud, you know, and, and make a, a scene or whatever, almost just, you know, create some attention and pull draw some fans in or whatever. Well, you know, that's, that's not me. And, uh, I, I plan to stay true to who I am from the beginning to the end. So, uh, I'll be me. And if you don't like it, that's okay. If you do awesome, but, you know, it's not going to bother me. It's not going to hurt my feelings. And, you know, hopefully, I mean, what my plan is just I'm going to speak loud. And I'm going to be loud uh, when I'm performing. When I'm in there and I'm putting on a, on a fighting, you're going to see how loud I am because it's going to be in every action, every strike. Everything I do in there is going to be loud. So um, they're going to like it or they're, gonna, oh, they're not going to like it. But I'm just going to continue this legend tour. And it's not even the legend tour. That was never for, you know, obviously I'm fighting. I've been fighting legends my last few fights, but it's the legend tour is me. I am the legend and this is my tour. I love that. Bam. Bam always does these, like he goes off on these, like (laughs) soliloquy, these monologues of like deep emotional, right? I love it, Bam. I mean, that's why you're the best friend of the podcast by far. Like just so true. So honest, man. Like I keep trying to get you to turn into a, seven times on the podcast brady bunch seven times that's awesome this guy has single-handedly saved my podcast on multiple occasions from going blessed and so down to earth and humble too right uh so so yeah and i know i appreciate just being here see this is where i want to ask you a question but i feel like you you don't want to answer it (laughs) go ahead ask away 
I wanted to ask because you're like, oh, I don't want to call anyone out. But I always wonder about fighters uh, with losses, right? Yeah. Is there anyone that you didn't get the win from? And maybe if you don't have to answer this, that like in your heart and mind, you're like, yes, I would love an opportunity to let's take it back. I think I'll win this time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, honestly, I can I can tell you from like deep down in my heart, every single fight that I've lost, <laughs> you know, every single fight that I lost, I want to fight him again, um, you know, and, and, and take, get another go at him. Um, there's definitely, I mean, for sure off the top of my head, I mean, the Vicente Luque fight, um, you know, I lost that one with six seconds left and, uh, you know, the dude is a stud, like, He's a great dude inside and outside of the cage. Like, I mean, we've talked a few times through social media and everything like that. Like, I'm a huge fan of his and respect the hell out of him. Uh, and honestly, it was my favorite fight. Like, it was a super fun fight. Um, you know, even though I lost, it was still my favorite fight. So I'd love to share the octagon with him again. And, you know, let's go some more rounds and, and you know, whatever. Even if, you know whatever he wins again it's not a big deal for me it's just more of the joy and the excitement of the what kind of fight it is um but yeah other guys too like leon edwards he's a champ now you know i fought him uh and knocked him down rocked him back yeah so uh but it is what it is you know these fights are in the past and you know these they're moving up i'm moving up you know um There'll be times when they slip and they move down and then there'll be times where I slip and I move down. So maybe our paths will cross again at the right time when they're supposed to. And uh, when that opportunity comes, um, I'd love to take advantage of it. All right. Awesome. Thank those, you vi- those videos have been making the rounds too of the Leon Edwards knockdown. I think people they have. Been- they have. Uh, I mean, it's not a big deal. I just like people share it and repost it. I'm like, oh, I mean, they share it. I'll just like, you know, share it back or whatever. Uh, but it's never like, you know, hey, look, look what I did to you, you know, <laughs> look what I did to you. I did that. And I, no, I don't know. It's whatever, you know, he uh, won. He won. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, uh, but there's moments, you know, there's always moments and uh, it's a great thing. And like, like, like I was telling you, if I get the opportunity, you know, he's done great. He's improved a lot and he's look at him now. He's the champ. Um, so if I can just continue to win fights and do great myself, maybe we'll meet again. I'm I'm looking forward to watching you fight anyone, but I, I don't think I don't think anyone's looking forward to fighting Bam again, though. <laughs> right? Like I was I was I was thinking today, Bam, your fight style has gotten more and more bloody and aggressive. Like it's gotten worse for for your opponents. <laughs> like my wife borderline cannot watch your fights anymore. <laughs> Not only because she loves you from coming on the podcast and she she feels like she knows you, but because your fighting style has been become more and more violent. Uh, I do want to ask, who the hell spars with you? Like, how would you even replicate your sparring in training? Like, it just seems too damaging. Like, I don't understand who's going to stand across from you. Uh, so I actually don't really spar anymore. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I haven't sparred in quite a while i think this camp was the first time like i well i didn't even really spar but i took more 
contact than I normally do. So I normally do like very little head contact at all in camp. Um, and that started like a few years ago. Um, but I mean, honestly, it's, it's been great. Like, uh, the way I've changed the way we've changed up my training and kind of done things. Um, the way I train now it's I'm actually emulate the way I fight like to a T and like helps my condition, everything like it helps me get ready for fights even better than it was before doing these hard sparring rounds and, you know, crazy amount of contact and everything like that. Like I feel in way better shape, way more prepared. And why the, why the hell am I wasting it in the room? Uh, just save it and go out there and, you know, take it all in there and whatever, but one night, why not? Like save it up and, uh, you know, save my head as much as possible. And, you know, if I need to take a beating on a, on a Saturday night, let's go do it. So, you know, I'm, I'm prepped and ready. And people say like sparring, you know, you need to spar, you need to be able to see it and everything. Well, I understand that for like younger fighters and stuff like that. It helps, you know, get you prepped and conditioned and everything. Um, but really the way I'm training now, it's, I'm seeing everything I'm getting the feel of like a sparring, but not really getting the contact and, and everything and really putting up a high intensity, high volume, uh, but low impact. Interesting. I find, I find this so fascinating because yeah, no, it's so fascinating. Even uh, from the outside eye, like I, like some people will look at my sessions and be like, man, those guys are sparring hard. And it may look like that from the outside eye, but there's very little contact going on. It's just a matter of just like touching, just touching, 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 and a high volume. Um, but really, I'm barely touching the person, if touching them at all, you know? Um, I'd, li- I'd, li- I'd like to confirm that with one of your sparring partners to see what they say. <laughs> They're all going to, yeah. This it's, bastard uh, is knocking me out every time. <laughs> so I, you know, I had a, a different uh, a training partner that I brought in for this camp specifically. Um, you know, he's been training at the gym for a while. I've, you know, I've obviously been, you know, trained with him a few times, uh, before and, um, you know, talked to him often, know the guy and stuff, but he was like the perfect match to help me get ready for RDA. So, um, you know, I've been doing private, private camps pretty much at my gym where I like, I pick a few select guys and run like a small group. Uh, also because of how I train, you know, it's a lot different than just going in with a big group and running the drills and, and doing all that stuff. It's, it's a lot more unique and it's in a sense. So, um, it takes a few weeks for them to adjust and, uh, for me to adjust with them too. And then we kind of find that balance of, all right, this is, this is how it's going to be. And, you know, kind of rein them in a little bit from what they're used to, which is just, you know, hard sparring and throwing hard and all this stuff and kind of, you know, I hate saying to groom them or whatever, but you know, I want to make sure I'm getting the most out of my sessions. And then also, you know, they're getting good work too, but you know, we're staying safe and, you know, running how I want to run the camp. So, um, it's, it's been great. And like I said, I brought a new guy in Danny Zia. He actually fights next week, next week, next Saturday at a uh, global legion is a local, uh, promotion in North Carolina, which the fights in South nice. Carolina. Um, but yeah, so he'll be on that. He's actually making his pro debut. Good for um, him. Amazing. 
Yeah. Speaking and, speaking of grooming, did you make him grow a giant thick mustache to replicate RDA? I did. Did you? I, really? I swear to you, I did. It was one of the qualifications he had to have. He had to cut a mustache because he has like a goatee. And actually, okay, so I was like, okay, if you're gonna be my camp, me and my coach were like, you have to cut a mustache. And we started. He his name all camp was DDA. <laughs> Danny. Danny Dos Anjos, DDA, uh, all camp, DDA, um, cut the mustache. But then we let him grow it back because he had like a wedding to go to, family wedding. So he was like, I, I just, I'm going to grow it back and, and whatever. But I told him he had to cut it before we got here, but he didn't. So we're going to make sure that that's, that's right before fight night. So Good. I can't believe you actually did that. That's so Oh, yeah, crazy. of course. We sent the picture and everything. It was like, you need to like this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's so funny um i know you love i mean you're such a nice guy obviously this comes across every podcast we have you on and you always say like well i want to have my moment with my with my opponent whatever rda does seem like a nice guy though i feel like yeah. of all your opponents man this is the guy that you're actually going to be able to see in the hotel and have a moment with has I, that i know you just got in but has is that going to happen you feel it right i mean if we cross paths i feel like you know, he at least like a handshake kind of guy, like whatever. I think for sure a head nod or whatever, but like if I reached out for a handshake, he'd be down for it. Um, but I have been around like I when I cornered Ben and RDA, he was really like, you know, like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna fight kind of <laughs> nothing, thing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. You weren't getting nothing from him. So uh but I feel like he's kind of mellowed out of that a little bit in a sense um at least to the point where like prior you can be like you know just respectfully like shake your hand kind of thing but we'll see uh you know to me it doesn't matter like i'm gonna fight you saturday when you can be mad at me we can be we can talk have a conversation whatever but saturday night it's gonna be different you know we'll fight that's fine but i don't get like yeah i mean we've talked about it before i don't get like the whole like i I mean macho macho aggression marketing you know whatever but like man i'm gonna we're gonna get paid to do it on saturday like it's just not worth my energy to put in like you know yeah this is gonna sound so silly but i i feel this way when i've sparred with certain people uh if i know the person's like a really nice person it's it's harder for me to like get into it when you oh. get into a match, if someone is more of that macho, showboater, obnoxious type character, does it make it that much easier for you to just let loose? Have you ever, like, could it be a struggle going up against someone who you consider a classier, more sportsmanship-like opponent, if that makes sense? Uh, I mean, I understand it. Like, it's definitely, you know, one of those things. I think, you know, there is a little bit extra when, like, when someone's like showbitting around or whatever, you know, you kind of just are just ready to go, you know, uh, when they're nicer, but when they're nicer, it's not like, you know, I guess as instant, but I don't know. It's weird. It's like when I get in there and they're just like, you ready? It's like, boom, we're ready to go. Like <laughs> we're just going forward and throwing punches. Let's go. Uh, from the moment he says, you know, fight. So, uh, I don't really seem to have an issue with uh, with that, but I can definitely see how, you know, you can want to jumpstart 
getting jump start on somebody who's being like all showboaty or cocky or whatever. But for me, I, I always keep the mindset of just like, all right, you just do you, man. We're going to see. We're going to see. Yeah. In the end, we'll see. That's scarier to me, actually. I'd be more scared of my chilled out opponent than someone acting a fool, you know? Yeah. 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 Bam, uh, I appreciate it so much, man. You're coming here on Fight Week as as you have on the last couple. So I really appreciate you doing that for us, man. You're in Florida. So good luck on this fight. I'm going to let you go because I know you've got interviews to get to. And so, you know, you got to you gotta prep. You got to get all your stuff ready. I got to do my hair. I got to comb my beard. Yeah. Brady Bunch, you got one more thing you wanted to ask? I was just going to say, be proactive and find the pizza place that you can <laughs> order from before <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> Thank you. I will. Hey, you know, I put out like a post of like asking people in Orlando, like, what's the best pizza place? I only got two responses. I was like, man, is pizza that bad or what? You know, <laughs> I, I didn't want to bust. I didn't want to ruin your like pie dreams right but uh what i'll just say is i regretted the pizza i ordered last time i was in orlando so oh okay. but i'm from new york so. where did you order where did you order so i know where not to order <laughs> you know you remember? i don't even remember the name but it was on grub Hub. that's what okay. i remember i found this one place well this guy recommended it and it was one of the places i looked it up and their pies look huge they look good my wife kind of complained about what their crust looked like <laughs> Because we're normally, I mean, we normally eat like Neapolitan pizza or whatever, but this is like kind of like New York style, but it looked really good. So we'll see. They closed definitely before the fight's going to be over. So I would have to like get it beforehand and heat it up, which I probably wouldn't even heat it up. I just eat it. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to find, we'll find something. There's got to be something bad. Before we let you go, are the nails painted already? Oh, war paint, baby. Yeah. Oh, whoa. You got the yellow, like the shorts with the blood. I love oh. it. Very nice. Your daughter's getting more artistic in her older age. Yes. She says there's always blood splattered on my stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. Uh, Bam, thank you so much, buddy. Uh, before we let you go, is there anything that you wanted to say? Anything that you wanted to shout out? Well, that's an awesome little dog there. Yes. Oh, Snickers. <laughs> Snickers is in. Snickers is the dog. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you. Uh, of course, you know, just my, my wife, my amazing wife, and uh, my kids, Deegan, Jail, Tevia. Um, you know, I just love them so much. And I know they're always supporting me and here with me. And man, really, that's what drives me the most. And really, uh, you know, being with them makes me the best version of myself. So, looking to go out there and put on a hell of a performance again um for myself i'm gonna have some fun and uh yeah my i mean timmy for you brady bunch thank you for the interview um sponsors sweet james my accident attorney my guy my good friend uh if you ever need an accident attorney he does california arizona nevada he's spreading all over just look him up if you need some help Uh, he's the man um Frozen North Hemp for my CBD needs for recovery. Uh, Combat Corner, I use their gloves. Uh, They're great. I mean, I use them all camp. Egg Weights had sent me some stuff. Trying them out. They're awesome. So check those out. Um, Am I missing it? Oh, Muddy River Distillery. Boom. Oh, We got something special coming. 
making my own uh, rum. So we're working on it. That's nice. Prepared. That's awesome, man. I know. I know. I always see them on your uh, Instagram, guys. If you don't already follow Bam Bam on Instagram, follow Brian underscore Barbarina. If you're a fan of this podcast, you definitely already we follow Bam. And I have an Instagram you could follow. Uh, yeah, he, he got it. Brian underscore Barbarina. Instagram, <laughs> uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, Twitch. I haven't been, Twitch. I have a Twitch. Yeah, I haven't been as active on social media just because, I don't know. I've just been kind of enjoying the moments of life. And uh, it's hard to have a camera taking pictures and following everything. And I know... I thank you to everybody who follows me and supports me. And I know they love to see my life and everything, but sometimes I just need to enjoy my life. So uh, I put out there update when I can. And uh, I just want to say love, love all the support. And thank you so much to everybody out there. Bam. You are the greatest man. Good luck. We will be cheering for you. Like insane, yes. crazy free, man. Go find that pizza. Uh, go shake hands with RDA before so you get your moment. I know you've been dying for a moment in these past so many fights. Hey, if we don't, if we don't shake before, after is fine. Um, yeah. you know, it's all good either way. I like, I mean, no hard feelings if you didn't want to or whatever. It, I totally understand. Um, you know, to each their own. I will definitely talk after, hopefully. Um, yeah. I respect the guy, huge fan. You know, he's a legend himself. So, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to Saturday night. The shoey, get the wife, sh- get the wife shoe already. Spit ready. Bad though, like she's gonna have to walk around in a soggy shoe. Is she gonna be in your corner for this she, fight? She is. So she'll get those new rock shoes. <laughs> yeah, soggy rock shoes. <laughs> hey, soggy rock shoes are the best kind of rock shoes. Bam. <laughs> yeah. All the best to you, man. Go kick ass. Enjoy fight week because, you know, this is a co-main, so I'm sure you're going to have lots more media opportunities and things like that. So enjoy it. Enjoy being the focus of attention and enjoy the fight, my friend. And we'll talk soon. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. All the best, buddy. Have a good one. See you, buddy. Bye. All right. That was awesome. Brady Bunch, my favorite guy in the whole world. He's my favorite fighter. Him, his family, his wife, everyone. They are beautiful. And uh, we love him so much. So, Good luck to Brian Bam Bam Barbarina. Yes. And DDA. And, D- <laughs> and thank you, DDA, for cutting the mustache. That is so funny that he would force that guy to do that. Um, Brady Bunch, thank you for joining. This was a kind of last-minute podcast because Bam Bam just flew into Florida. Uh, he he just made it into the hotel. And, man, I love him so much. So he, he said, hey, once I get into the hotel. But we didn't know when that was going to be. And so yeah. thank you for coming on too. I'm so glad that you're here. No problem. I'm happy I made it. I hope I didn't sound too silly. It's been a long day. but No, no, it's perfect. No, hey, I feel like we are already developing a good chemistry with the interviews. I did have someone message me uh, last after our last podcast last week saying, let Brady Bunch ask more questions. All right. I was like, and I was like, yeah, yeah, we're figuring it out. We're figuring out the flow, you know, but I'm kind of watching the screen and I'm seeing when I feel like you want to chip in. So no, you're doing great. I really appreciate it. Awesome. And you know what? In the future, I will come with better questions too, but yes. <laughs> and you know what? I felt you, Brady, you want to say something? So thank yeah. you. And honestly, part of me being here at the end of the day, just like you, I'm a fight fan. And Sometimes I get overwhelmed because I'm like, here I am talking to like people that we idolize. Like, yes, 
like, right, like idolize them. And, and they're people that we've watched for our whole, you know, for a lot of our lives, you know, and, and yeah. fans of, uh, yeah, like I said, my wife can barely watch a Bam Bam fight now because she's too, too emotionally invested. I guess like, it's like, like, I love this guy too much. Like I can't, it's hard, you know, uh, I do want to say for the next podcast that we've, uh, sorry, for friends of the podcast update, I want, I want to do this for sure. Brian Bam Bam Barbarino obviously fights this weekend. Eric Anders, who we interviewed last week, he fights this weekend as well. So both of those guys are on the card. Watch that. Uh, on 1FC, we've got 1FC on December 2nd, which is Friday, next Friday. Denise Zamboanga, one of our uh, best guests, she fights at 1 Amazon Prime. That's a massive fight for Denise Zamboanga. And then the, the next day, 1FC 164, December 3rd, Jenilyn Olsom fights, the graceful Jenilyn Olsom. She has a big fight with 1FC, so good luck to her. That's awesome. Alexa Culp, she's fighting at FAC 17 on December 10th. Uh, she's the one that she did the podcast with us. She was in her car while a tornado was going around her. So <laughs> she's badass. So we're, we're uh, good luck to her. And of course I want to give a shout out to rageworksnetwork.com. That's our, the podcast network that we're in, in New York city, rageworksnetwork.com. Brady bunch next week on the podcast. And I hope you're here for this one. We have someone coming on the podcast and uh, I'm going to play a little audio clip that they sent me to promote it. So I hope that you can hear this. I'm here with Fight Insight Podcast. <laughs> it's Big Sam, social media influencer slash comedian slash boxer. I'm here. Fight Insight Podcast. Let's go. I love it. Big Sam. He is at It's Big Sam on Instagram. He's the guy that is scheduled to fight Trap Daddy Gambino on December 10th. So he's coming on the podcast next week. We've been talking about him a long time, ever since I even heard who he was. Uh, I've been talking to him. He finally has this fight lined up. So he's going to come on the podcast next week. We'll talk to him. We'll see how things are going there. Um, I do want to say there's one thing I wanted to talk about, which was Kayla Harrison. Yeah. All right. I'm Kayla Harrison fights at PFL. She loses the finals. Yes. Undefeated record down the tubes gone. My issue with this pretty much is, you know, she was talking all this smack about yes. wanting to fight Cyborg. I'm the greatest woman of all time. Greatest, greatest female fighter of all time. Never fought anybody that we've ever heard of. Yes. Right. I don't think you can afford to lose in PFL now because now that whole aura is gone. So you know what? It's complex. I'm, I've, I think that, so I agree with you that her value in stocks has dropped tremendously. Mm-hmm. A part of me really wishes, so I know it came across like maybe she was talking some smack and part of me wonders how much of her calling herself the queen of MMA, yeah. calling out cyborg. Yeah. How much of that is coming from her and her own mind and heart. And then maybe how much is that coming from the team that handles her or people involved in certain organizations? What I will say is I've been pressured 
with my little silly boxing sometimes to call certain people out and whatnot. Yeah. So part of me is sitting here wondering if some of that came just sincerely from her thinking she's ready. She's the best. She wants to fight the best. Yeah. Or was it more of a marketing thing? Uh, what, what I will say is this. It definitely hurt her brand. What I will give her is she didn't lose as bad as a Ronda Rousey did. Yes. Right. It was very close. Could have been, could have been gone either way. The decision. Yes. I also have to wonder, uh, I'm so bad with some of these names, but put Pacheco, uh, forgetting her first name, who she fought and lost. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, just looking at that girl's body and physique, she, she changed, right? She literally put on muscle, lost a lot of weight. So first of all, am I upset that Kayla lost? Was it underwhelming? Yes. Uh, but part of me thinks that the critics, we may be a little too hard on her. Because what I will say is this. I think she got a reality check. Yeah. As we know, in MMA, there's really very few people with undefeated records. And if they're undefeated, people will talk smack about that. Yeah, that they never challenged themselves, that they never put them in those in the situations that they needed to. Yeah. Yes, right. So what I'll give her is I think she was trying to put herself in those situations. And I think she had a hungry competitor that lost to her twice already and put in the time and work and, and learned her puzzle. Yeah. And it was for a million dollars. Yes. Right? Like these PFL finals are for a million dollars. So yeah, it's a big thing. Now, here's a couple of things. A, it was on a pay-per-view card. Yes, which was a mistake to begin with, in my opinion. They shouldn't Wait. have had a pay-per-view. Oh, that PFL should not have had a pay-per-view? Yeah. I, yeah, of my... course. Stupid. Yeah. PF... Okay, so it's on a pay-per-view card, so here's one thing. Did she fall um, prey to the stress of the event? Like, was it that, hey, I couldn't handle the pressure of it being a pay-per-view, even though, for all intents and purposes, it looked exactly like any other PFL card. Like, there was no difference, which, same as, like, UFC, right? Like, a fight night really looks exactly the same as a pay-per-view. There's really no difference. Yeah. But was there added pressure? And did she, did she fall under the stress of that? Which would not be great. Um, she had was she went online as saying she only had two more fights under her contract. And just before this fight, she was kind of kind of bad mouthing PFL a bit, a little bit, saying, "Hey, they didn't promote this fight enough." Blah blah blah. She, like she was kind of talking smack about her own promotion. And she kind of implied, in two fights, I'm not going to be here anymore. Yes. Well, guess what now, man? If you lose, <laughs> you lose the undefeated. If you lose one more, PFL may be the only place that might sign you. And if you've been talking smack about them, they may be like, mm, no thanks. I don't even want to sign you anymore. Like, there's a chance that she could go unsigned. You know what? So if, I feel like if PFL does that to her, but who knows? Maybe I'm too nice. Like if PFL says, I, we don't want you anymore. Yeah, I think yeah. that's foolish of them in a way. Because, but why, though? You can't keep giving this girl a million dollars every week. So, but guess what? It kind of worked out in the sense that she just she didn't get that million. And but what I, All right. But what I will say is this. The PFL, I would occasionally catch it on TV in the past, right? I really by, by accident is what you're saying. Yes, I didn't. I didn't pay pay attention until I saw her ads. Really, right? Mm-hmm. I saw highlights about her. Now, here's the truth: she's still not very well known compared to like yeah oh. mainstream. Hold on, I'm going to just break in here for one second. I'm surprised she's only got 177,000 followers. Yeah, that's pretty small for the greatest 
woman of all time. See, but you know what? I'm going to almost make the, so I hear you. I'm going to make the comparison to boxing though, because I'm so bad. But when, uh, is a Bivol beat Canelo, right? Yeah. Uh, I think Bivol only, he maybe only had like 20, 12,000 or something followers, right? Yeah. 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 No, so, but she, no, but she's out there saying she's the greatest of all time. So you are right. And whereas that story was like, people were surprised. Meanwhile, he was already talented and deserved more. Uh, so guess what? I, I agree with you. Right. Uh, she, I just, I, I, yeah, I just worry that I don't know. Like, okay, here to put it in perspective, Aspen Lad, yeah, two hundred five thousand. She made two hundred five thousand with her fight. No, no, no. She has two hundred five thousand followers. Oh, followers. She's got more followers than Kayla, and and Aspen Lad was a you know an unsuccessful UFC fighter. No disrespect, but like, you know what I mean? Like she she was never a champion, whatever. But she's got more followers. I don't know. I don't know what value Kayla Harrison brings. But here's the thing. What I'll say about Aspen, one thing I've learned is any press is technically good press. So her bad yeah. press brought her attention. Half those people probably following her are haters, right? Oh, 100%. But, but guess what? I bet you the PFL was like, hey, here's this girl who's hasn't made weight, hasn't been successful in different <laughs> areas, but she has a decent following. Let's go pay her for this quote-unquote super fight. And yeah. what I'll say too, it was a little weird in my opinion to have Aspen Ladd as a random match on the PFL final card because it kind of just didn't fit in, right? Uh, well, hold on. I think the reason why is because they were trying to set up Aspen Ladd versus Kayla Harrison, right? Which I think the fight still works. Who cares that Kayla lost? I think what they really needed was to make sure that Aspen Ladd won. Yeah. Like, Aspen Ladd, you had to win your fight and then win or lose, you can fight Kayla next because Kayla said she's not fighting in the tournament anymore. She just wants to fight normal fight. Like her next two fights are just regular fights, not the season. All right. So I think that definitely sets up now you get this Aspen Ladd fight, which fine. But man, Aspen Ladd does have a lot of experience. And if she were to beat Kayla, that'd be huge for PFL because you've got Aspen Ladd coming in. You're right. And they put her on the pay-per-view card, like as if she was a draw. Yes. But it was to set up that Kayla, and then Kayla's kind of on the way out. So maybe this helps you build up your next one forty-five pound star. Interesting. I just, I just don't know where Kayla's going to go next. I feel like this loss is crazy. So, and and this highlights: don't talk bad about your own employer. Don't talk bad about your promotion because now this happens. And I don't know if Bellator is like, eh, okay, well, how much am I going to pay her now? See, but here's I'm going to throw something out to you. You don't think the UFC is going to come in and blowball her? Like, no, hey, because who who's she going to fight? They don't have a 145-pound division anymore. And, okay, this segues into something else. I'm trying to get Chelsea Chandler, who's in the UFC. Do you do you know Chelsea Chandler? Wait, Chelsea Chandler, is it? Not Chelsea Handler, the comedian. Chelsea, right. Chan- <laughs> Chelsea Chandler. She's a, one, she's a 145-er that apparently, and I, I figured this out through some polls, she was kind of vocal about saying the UFC is almost holding her hostage because... And I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing off of like, this is broken telephone times a million. Yeah. But apparently I think she's saying the UFC is saying, Hey, we only have 135 pound fights for you. So you, you either have to lose 10 pounds or we have nothing. Like there is no 145 pound division. So that's another reason why a defeated Kayla Harrison is never going to get to the UFC. Cause 
if if you were going to do anything in 145, you had to bring an undefeated record, I feel. Because there's no division. There's no division. And anyways, I'm trying to get Chelsea Chandler on the podcast. I have made contact. She has kind of agreed. I just got to find a timing. But And and I see her last weigh-in listed on Tapology was 140, right? So Chelsea Chandler's? Yes. Yes. I think I think it was like a catch weight or something like that. Yes, right? And but yeah. you know what? Hearing this frustrates me because so I agree with you hearing hearing all this about the UFC, but like in my opinion there's more than enough fighters out there. 145. Meaning 145. meaning how do I put this? I think they should just round up all the 145 talent they can across the globe. Maybe have a tournament like we talked about. Bring people like Kayla in. You could get Cyborg to come back. Who the hell knows, right? There's not, but there's not enough though, Brady Bunch. That's that's what happened when they had the 145 in the first place. They wanted Cyborg to have a division, and then they just kept bringing in girls, like girls with like zero fights, and they're like, okay, fight Cyborg for the title. Like, there's just not enough, and you'd have to build it up so much. And I think UFC relies on like PFL and other leagues to like build up talent. And at some point they'll go, okay, let's bring in some people, but you can't just bring in like a, like a, the ultimate fighter reality show and just have it happen over the whole year. Like it's hard. I, and people don't want to see those featherweight fights on the card now because I think they're like, well, there really is no division. So what are we wasting time? Give us another straw weight fight or, you know, like a division that's active. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. They don't have unlimited money too, like, cause then to have all these girls on, you gotta like, that's true. I, I just think, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to Kayla. I wish her all the best, obviously. So do you but, think ooh. there's a way for her to cut to 35? No, she looks massive. She's a big girl. Like she's very big and strong. Yeah. I don't think she's cutting an extra 10 pounds. No, maybe if they fudge the scale or something, she can make 135, but maybe See? touch a, t- touch a towel, like uh Cormier, maybe do, yeah. do, do something shady. Yeah. See, but uh, I still have faith though. My last thing I'm going to say, I think Kayla has a long career. Whether or not, wherever she ends up, I have a feeling that, here's the truth, I think she'll stay at PFL and make the best of it for now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, one, it's, and, the, it's the same as Marlon Marais, right? Marlon Marais on this PFL card lost. Yes. And I think that's doomsday for him too because when you're a UFC fighter and you come in, and then you lose, I feel that's really detrimental too to your stock because they're, they were probably paying you a little bit of a premium because of your name and the following you're going to bring. And then if you lose, they're going to be like, oh boy, like then well, I might as well invest in our other talent. Speaking of things going a completely different way, that guy who won the co-main event, I'm so bad with names. Oh boy, don't even ask me. Okay, yeah. But like he won the ultimate fighter or... Or law. Wait. Oh, Aubin Ob, Ob, Mercier, the, the French Canadian kid? He won, which had me ecstatic. I'm a fan yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah. Was, he, was that his story? Was it that he. He he was the ultimate fighter champion, I think, from Canada. Yeah, the Canada versus Australia one, maybe, or something like that. All right. That's what it was. And then he went on to hear. But know what it is? So I'm mixing up two stories. There's another guy. <laughs> yeah. It's an actual co main event. I think. Uh, the Canadian one was right before it. Okay, yeah. I think it was something like maybe he lost, maybe it was a contender series fight. Meaning he was 
he didn't get picked up. He didn't get right, the- right, right. Yeah. And now he just won a million dollars. Sure. Well, no, but that's the same as Olivier Aubin Mercier, OAM, right? The the, the French Canadian kid. Same thing. I think he was like five and four in the UFC or four and five in the UFC, right? Not having a great career, gets let go, goes to PFL, and now wins a million bucks. Yeah. So you know what though? Like, do it. Like, so get. But then here's my question: When we're talking about Kayla and the UFC, part of me thinks it would be a dumb move for her to even jump to the UFC to begin with. Like, Sure. But I think these people want the glory of saying I was UFC. I was right. UFC champion. The, game, the pay-per-views. Right. The- we were, we were talking off, off air and I, I know we're running late on time ish, but um, right. we were talking off air that Brian uh, Barberina, his last, his fight with Matt Brown, I think it was, was the last on his contract. And he never even told anyone. He didn't say it to me on the podcast. I, I never saw it in any interviews. He never really said it. And then after, you know, he re-signed. And I think he he kind of was publicly saying like, hey, if I signed with UFC, I was going to keep fighting. If not, I wasn't going to keep fighting. I think that was kind of the story that he had let out. Yeah. Um, I think some people, and I think uh, Chris Beast Boy Barnett, kind of said something along those same lines. I think a lot of people are like, hey, once I make it to UFC and I get that name and whatever, that's that's that aura. That's that thing that I want. And I think it also brings with it a bunch. Like I think then like seminars and, and speaking engagements and whatever in the future, you're always the UFC athlete. That's true. I think that brings a lot, right? Like if you want to do a signing at your local, you know, Olive Garden, UFC's Kayla Harrison brings more people to the yard than PFL's Kayla Harrison organization. You're completely right. And I think that's part of it. And I think probably being in the UFC, even for one fight would probably double her following like that 177 K I'm sure doubles. I think you're right. With just one, you know, we're all striving. Essentially we're all striving for the Brady bunch level of following. <laughs> you know, <what? laughs> Some people need to start making music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? Here is the truth. Sometimes uh that's that we were talking about it earlier, numbers and all that, right? And I know we're short on time, but that is needed. I think someone like a Kayla Harris, some people, rather than getting managers, go find go find people that can help you market, right? Mm-hmm. Build that brand, spread it. So when she was you said she was talking smack about the PFL not pushing the fight enough. Well, guess what? She could have pushed the fight herself, marketing yeah. herself. Um, but yeah, I'm just blabbering. No, no, no. I agree. I think, yeah, look, whether you have two weeks or two months, I still think you can do a lot. But I get it. I get. I guess a lot of it has helped if the promotion was doing it themselves too. Or maybe you're saying, hey, I could do more myself, but I need more time. Because in those last two, three weeks, I got to focus on my training. Right? That's- like Bam Bam was saying, like, hey, look, I'm not doing anything. I'm just training and then spending time with family. So... But anyways, I'm sorry to go back. No, no, go, go, go. You mentioning Bam Bam. You asked him about the World Cup. I, if he was watching the World Cup this week, I would think he's a little crazy. And I'm a diehard soccer fan. He should be. <laughs> he should be just focused on this fight, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. But yeah, actually, it. that's right. I was tricking him with that question. And if he had answered, I'm watching soccer. I'd be like, "What the hell's wrong with you, Bam?" Like, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that's good. He's such a cool dude. He's so funny. He's just so down to earth, so so straight arrow, 
so yeah. nice. Like just such a nice guy. Yes. Right. Like I'm it's a, so funny. A fan for life. And you know what? Um, and you watch him fight and he's insane. So guys, this weekend, definitely tune in to watch our friend Brian Bam Bam Burning co-main event. He's been saving all that energy. No sparring this camp. Just to save it for this this fight. I can't wait. I really see this as a as a essentially a breakthrough fight for him. Right? Gets a lot of eyes on this card. This is one of the last cards of the year. People are gonna be watching this for their UFC fix. And then you see Bam Bam fight another legend. Right. And hopefully get a very impressive win. I think RDA is a guy that's going to stand up against him. It's going to be a good war. And I really trust in Bam Bam. Uh, so good luck to our good, good friend, man. I, I'm, I'm so praying that he wins and, and takes it through. I just want him not only win, but come through unscathed. Yes. Have a nice Christmas with the family. Enjoy the win. Enjoy the life. No matter what it is, I know he's going to win, uh, enjoy his life because he's just, he's blessed in life. But, uh, yeah, Brady Bunch, that is the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Like making the time and coming on last minute, I really appreciate because I do enjoy talking fights with you. Next week, we have a lot of stuff to talk about, but we do have Big Sam coming on the podcast and we will see what's up with him. So Brady Bunch, before I let you go, anything that you wanted to say? You know what? I hope that everyone who's watching, you take the time to subscribe, spread the word, talk about BAM, spread the word about Timmy B., and I'm looking forward to being back in the future. That's right. And, and, and yes. I apologize. I apologize for my weird attire today, but I had to, you know, wear all my BAM clothing. And I hope you're wearing it when you're watching the fight. <laughs> of course. I might not take it off until the fight. <laughs> Brady Bunch, thank you so much. Thank you.